Hello, we are learning Daf Sadzain of Torah Ayer Megillus Esther Bir Al Hanal, the explanation to the previous to the Mimer of the Kibel Hayehudim. Um, so we are talking about Avram Avinu and his Avodas Hashem in Torah Mitzvahs. That what his job was was he was actually drawing down the light of Segev Kalmin, of this, I guess, beyond worldly, uh, transcendent uh, light um, through his Torah mitzvahs that he did, even though it was prior to Matan Torah. And the the idea behind this was was specifically through his Avoida of Halech Venesaya. The fact that he traveled around physically, but spiritually, that means that he was involved in the Avoida of Ratzav Veshev, of constantly running to Hashem and then returning, um, which caused this hamshacha from beyond Seder Stalshalus. Um, and it is, it would be impossible for him to do this avoda without Ratzavashuv, without this idea of, I guess, uh, yearning and running spiritually towards uh, godliness and then returning and coming back down here practically. Um, because that was Avram Avinu's Avaita. His Avaita was serving Hashem with love and drawing down this level of Seva Kalamin, specifically through his boininus, through meditation and contemplation, which is through Ratzav Um And the soul is not able to tolerate such a great love um, unless you do it through a manner of Ratzavashuv, specifically through running and cleaving to Hashem and then returning. Because if he only ran, I guess, only cleaved to Hashem and then his soul would leave his body and wouldn't be able to draw it down back here. So that's why he had to have this, I guess, this Ratzo and Shuv, uh, I guess, running and returning. However, we have, to underst- we have to understand that why does it sometimes we speak of Avram Avinu's Torah mitzvahs and in, in a negative sense, because he was before uh, the Sinai experience. So therefore, um, he did not have the opportunity to do Torah mitzvahs um, after the Torah was given. So the way we can understand, I guess, the positive it, a negative elements of his, of, or I guess the advantage and disadvantage of Avram Avinu's Avaida Hashem in his Torah mitzvahs by understanding the concept of Nasav Nishma. Nasav Nishma means we will do, but the Jewish people said by Harsinai, we'll do and then we will understand. So what does it mean that we will do? It means that the, the doing the mitzvahs means creating Kalim, creating vessels, specifically through the 248. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, the 240 positive mitzvahs, the positive precepts, um, which correspond to the 248 limbs of the king. This creates vessels in order to receive the, the light of the Orient Self, of the infinite light, from God's essence, which is almost acts as a limb or a vessel, so to speak, spiritual vessel, which is a tool to um, illuminate and draw down the light into the soul. Um, 
to say to try to draw, to draw light into the world, just like a human limb um, is a vessel for the the life um, energy from the brain to animate the limb and do whatever function needs to do. So that's Nasa. That's when the Jews said we will do, and that's by doing the mitzvahs, creating the kalim. Nishma, we will understand. Um, it also alludes to the idea of the creating light. So we have the light that's drawn down into the vessel through fulfilling, um, through fulfilling the mitzvahs. So the whole idea of first saying nasa and then nishma, first doing and then understanding, alludes to the idea that the mitzvahs are the vessels. And because of these vessels, these kalim, it makes it possible for this, these lofty, infinite light of godliness to draw down and, uh, I guess, expand into the vessels, into the kalim. And if we didn't have the kalim of the mitzvahs, we wouldn't be able to um, have the light at all. The light wouldn't even exist at all. So the two ways to really understand the advantage of mitzvahs the advantage of Kalim over Or. Over. So the first way to understand it is it's that we have just to understand what, what is the idea of fire. Fire is one of the four elements that it says that Hashem is an cons- all-consuming fire. Um, but it says that the, that the infinite God, um, as he is enclosed into the vessels of Elohim, only then can the elements of fire be revealed. Because uh, spiritually, there's a whole philosophical debate of what's the source of fire. But we, uh, the altar explains here that the source of fire is really called, comes from the element of fire. It's called Yisoyed Ha'esh. Elemental fire is not actual fire. It's actually darkness. And what happens is, is through having a wick or a, or a piece of wood and through lighting that, that is essentially a vessel for the Yisoyed Ha'esh, the, the element of fire, elemental fire to actually be revealed in that, uh, specifically in the darkness. And that's why uh, it is dark at night because because the um, and that because the it gives a possibility for the light of the 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 to illuminate the the element of fire to illuminate the darkness. Um, so that is the idea that that the that the element of fire um, is actually not fire. And of itself, it's just the source of practical fire, um, so to speak. I guess the ore as it's drawn down into the keli, which would be the wick. Um, so we see that what is caused that it's drawn down the fire is drawn down from its source. Um, so we don't actually see the eshayisoidi, this elemental fire. Um, all we see on a practical level is the expression of the fire in the wick, which is the, um, 
which is the, I guess, the light as it is revealed in the Kali, in the vessel that holds the light and, and as it reveals itself down here. So that is all the analogy for understanding godliness and how God expresses himself in vessel. God's infinite light expresses himself in vessels in Kalim. So we have the world of Atsilos, which is Hashem is the ultimate emanator, which is the infinite light, but it's, there's, there's no, there's no uh, expression in and of itself, but only with the Kalim. What are the Kalim of Hashem? That would be the 10 spherot, the 10 spheris, which would be Chachma, Bina, Chesek, Vertiferis, etc., that act as vessels to channel and express the infinite light of Hashem, the Orient Self, Baruch Hu. So as we move on to the next column, um, the second column of the Daf, that we know that the mitzvahs are called the 248 limbs of the king. So here the altar of it makes an interesting calculation on how do we get to the number 248. So basically we have nine times nine. Where do we get nine? So nine times nine is because um, each of the spheres, there's 10 spheres, but really each sphera um, has included in nine, right? So presumably my understanding of this calculation is if you, um, without the, uh, if you don't include the actual sphera itself, so you have, would be have Chachma Shubabina, or Bina Shubachachma, Gvur Das Shubachachma. To have nine of the spherot within each of the nine spherot of the nine spheres. I presume this is not including Machos. That would be my guess to, to understand this properly. It would be nine times nine, which equals 81. And so you have essentially 81 Kalim. So even though we said that we have, you know, the spheres are the Kalim, but there's really 81 sub Kalim when you take the, I guess, the Kali within the Kali, the vessel within the vessel. And then within each of these 81 vessels, there is actually, just if you think about any typical vessel, you have the inner the inside surface of the vessel, you have the outside surface of the vessel, and then you have the material of the vessel itself. So that's really three components to every single vessel. So really it's 81 times three, which ends up being um, 243. And then what happens is there's also, there's five, um, I guess, uh, expressions of kindness that act as a means to expand the kalim, um, make maybe provide some elasticity to the kalim to make it to make the kalim receive even more light. Um, so when you take two hundred forty-three, which is nine times nine times three, then you add five the five chasadim, then you end up with. Um, with 248, which are the 248 
positive mitzvahs. Um, this is all brought down in the Rizal, which you could look in further to understand more. And this is the explanation of Nasa. So the Nasa we will do is doing these 248 positive mitzvahs, which are creating 248 different unique vessels. Uh, for example, tzedakah, acts of kindness. Um, and essentially, when we do a mitzvah, we're essentially fixing a cle- a vessel. Um, so it's kind of like, I guess, the, the true concept of tikkun oilam in a certain sense is tikkun, tikkun hakli, fixing these vessels, which are these 248 positive mitzvahs. And then the nishma, the second stage, the understanding, that's drawing down this infinite light into the vessels, which is uh, able to express God's infinite insof light. Um, into the multitude of kalim of vessels, so just like just like um, light um, fire can exp- express when you have the candle, and this is what it means. Just like we're saying, um, just like we were said earlier, all all this time. So this also explains the concept of lay am haaretz chasid that an ignoramus, meaning a person that does not know any, does not learn Torah or do mitzvahs, can never be a chassid. So there's a simple understanding of what that means, but then the deeper chassidic interpretation the altar I was bringing here is that uh, ama aretz is, um, not being an ama aretz um, is, is the idea of the keli, of lack of keli. And so when you, when you learn Torah and do misses, you create the keli, but if you don't have the kalim, you can't become a chassid, meaning you can't uh, draw down the chassid, which is the kindness, which is the light, the infinite light of God into the Torah and mitzvahs because you don't have the vessel. You don't have the keli. So if you don't have the keli, then the or doesn't exist either. The, the or of the chassid, the light of the kindness does not exist either. This is what it means. Uh, um, that, that if you have more kale, that basically, essentially, the there's a, I guess, uh, the more kalim you have, the more vessels you have, the more oil or the more light you can actually contain. So that you see a direct... Uh, corresponding uh, relationship between um, the light, the, the light you can uh, express and the vessels that you create. So the more vessels we create, the more light we can express. So that's the first way of understanding the advantage of Kalim over or the advantage of vessels over light. The second way of understanding vessels over light is the idea um, which is basically the second way of understanding Nasil and Nishma is the whole idea, and also the same, which is also connected to the same idea of Lay Ama Arts Chasid, that uh, ignoramus cannot be a Chasid, is that the source of the Kalim, the source of the vessel, is actually even higher than the source of the light. So, therefore, really, 
even though you would think that a light, if you're saying what is greater, light or vessels, what is greater, or a Kali, obviously the you'd think the ore is greater, but really the Kali is greater in, in the sense that its source is greater. So therefore, only through the Kali can actually reveal the, the, the ore. And it's known, so from connecting this idea of the Shvirsa Kalim of Toho, that when, uh, that I guess there's this constant breaking of vessels in the world of Toho, because there's just so much infinite light that the vessels cannot contain it. So there's these shattering of uh, 288 sparks, which are greater, which are way beyond the world of uh, Tikkun. And then a person, what happens is, is mankind um, gets, uh, that's how mankind essentially gets our sustenance from the lower life forms of this world. We get our life force from inanimate objects, the earth, the plant's life, animal kingdom. Um, Because the reason why that is, is specifically because the source of these lower life forms is in, is, is from Tohu, which is way higher than the source of us humankind, which is only in Tikkun. Um, and so therefore, because their source is higher, when they, they, it able, is able to fall down lower. As the expression goes, is the, uh, the taller the apple is from the tree, the further it's going to uh, theoretically at least um, roll away from the, from the tree. So now behold, all the, mitzv- all the practical mitzvahs, they, um, nice, they're all done. It's in order to, I guess, uh, rectify the spheres that came, this breaking of the vessels um, and to elevate them and to refine the physical world. For example, when we uh, take trumas and maestras um, from our crops, that's refining the, uh, the vegetative world um, and rectifying that uh, broken vessels in the world of Toho uh, from the uh, plant kingdom. Carbonis, uh sacrifices, animal sacrifices will be refining the animal kingdom and the sparks that fell and broke from there. And those ends were creating and fixing those vessels. Also, even davening in Torah study, um, this physical speech. And so when we speak and use our energy towards davening and Torah study, we receive that davening Torah study specifically from the food that we ate prior. So we are able to refine and elevate the entire, um, I guess, uh, world um, through the mitzvahs that we do and through the kalim that we build. Um, therefore, all this is the idea of fixing the vessels that were broken and the 288 sparks, as we discussed earlier. Um, in, in order for it to be included in the 248 limbs of the king, which is corresponds to the level of Zah, which is Hashem's um, emotions, which comes from the world of Tikkun. Um, and through this, we draw down the lights into Zah 
And these lights come from the world of tikkun specifically. So, um, so even though this light and vessel combination is only from the world of tikkun, not from tohu, it's a lower world, so to speak. Um, but it's actually able to express the light as opposed to the world of tohu, which there was no proper vessel to contain the light. So there's really no way to express the light. And if that's the case, then the source of the kalim are actually from tohu. So, so that is why the, the vessels are really higher than the light because the light, the ore is only the source of the light is only from tikkun, the world of tikkun, and not from the world of tohu, but the source of the, the vessels are from tohu. Um, but only the, only, it's only the fact that they it came descended down here to be kalim. Therefore, um, through specifically through the kalim is able to draw down and reveal the light. Just like food um, animates, causes a person, gives person energy uh, to enliven a person um, because, because it's from his source, because he's basically the, the person who's eating the food, he's, he's tapping into the source of the food, which is even higher than him, which gave, which is able to give him the energy he needs to serve Hashem. And this is the whole idea that Avram Avinu fulfilled the entire Torah, meaning to say that he draw he drew down this this great light that was drawn down through the mitzvahs and through his avoda of Ratzavashuv. However, the kalim that he built through all these mitzvahs, um. They didn't. They weren't able to be like permanent vessels, permanent kalim, I guess, for all eternity, because he still was pre-Sinai. He wasn't able to truly, fully receive the Torah um, in the fullest sense through the Sinai experience. So, therefore, he was able to build kalim and draw godliness down through the kalim that he built. But they weren't be able to last. They weren't long-lasting kalim. Maybe uh, just I don't know, like disposable kalim. Uh, um, I don't know if that's a good muscle, but anyways, since the source that in the source of Tikkun, um, the source is Tikkun and the Kalim, the source of the light is Tikkun and the, the vessels are higher. The source of the vessels are higher that through this, through his fulfilling Torah mitzvahs in actuality, um, through us as Jews post Sinai, post Matan Torah, when we do Torah mitzvahs, we're actually able to draw down light uh, even greater to greater extent than even Avram Avinu was able to do. Because um, I guess it's more permanent, everlasting. Next paragraph, Vihine. And behold, on this, this concept of Hamshacha, it says with regards to the giving of the Torah, it says Kisirkav al Susacha. It talks about the horses. So, what's the idea of the horse, the Sus? Sus has the gematria of 126. 126 is two times 63. 63 is Sag. Sag is the name of 
God is the that corresponds to Hashem Havaya as it relates to the second letter of Hashem's of the Tetragrammaton, the first, which is the first Hey, which is connected to Bina, which is even beyond the, which is more connected to the intellect, um, and which is even beyond the Midas. So, so, but Seuss is two times Sag. So that means it's Sag, there's two aspects of this lofty name of God called Sag. Um, there's, so there's two aspects. There's Mil Matalamila from below to above and Mil Matalamata from above to below. So from the below to above, the whole concept is that, um, I guess, similar to the idea of Shabbos, we have this elevation of worlds on Shabbos that during the week we, there is a, I guess these uh, vessels descend into um, Zeranpin, the, uh, I guess God's uh, emotive expression and his malchus. Um, and through that, it kind of, there's these unions that go into the lower worlds as well in order to gather all these sparks and refine these sparks during the week. And once we have these sparks refined during the week on Shabbos, we have this elevation of Zun, of the, of God's za and Malchus of his emotional expression and his kingship. And when we have this elevation of Zun, um, it happens on Shabbos and specifically through all the work and the refining of the sparks we do during the week. And that elevation caused it to go back up to its source, but the source of Malchus is way higher um, uh, than even than Za, than the source of Za, even on the level of Ma. Ma is another one of uh, Hashem's uh, I guess expressions of the name of the Tetragrammaton Yudkevavke, but it is only um, the emotional expression, which is connected to the third letter of the Tetragrammaton, the Vav of Hashem's name Yudkevavke. So through this elevation, it's able to tap in all the way to Sag, to Bina, um, which you know, all it was came all the way from Ban, which is Malchus. When we refine this, we it ascends all the way to its source in Sag, which is Bina, which is which is the second letter of Hashem's name, which is much higher than than Hashem's name of Ma. So therefore, in the future time to come, when we complete all the refinements of the world, we will have the Malchus which is the level of Ban, be ascended to not just be Malchus, like as the lowest level, be a Teres Baila, as we say in Eishas Chayel. Uh, Eishas Chayel, Teres Baila, right? That, uh, um, so the whole idea is that it is actually beyond the name of Hashem, of Ma, that actually ascends all the way to Sag, which is uh, Keser which is, will be a time of Yom Shikulei Shabbos, in which the unification of um, Ma and Ban uh, will be all in Sag, which is 
in Bina, which is beyond or in Kesser, the way you understand it. So, however, we still have, even though uh, at least on paper we're not there yet, we still get to experience Lasi Lovo every single Shabbos. Because through the refinement of the sparks of Ban, that have the name of Ban during the six days of the week, we have this elevation every single Shabbos from Ban, from Malchus to Sag, which is Bina. And which is, and this is just like the elevation of the revelation of the lights of Tohu, which are much greater than Tikkun. And this whole concept of above of above to below, which is that in and of itself is this refinement and transformation of the midas, the emotional attributes that's through drawing down from Bina, which is Sag. So basically drawing down the Bina down into the midas, into the emotions, intellect into the emotions. And just like Sphere Saimer. We have the whole idea of Sphere Soimer, 49 days of refining our midas, refining our emotional attributes of our animal soul. That is only after first uh, the Mimachras Shabbos, the day after uh, the first uh, day of Pesach, which, which we actually draw down the Makifim of Ima, which is the which is same Sag, which is... Um, we're able, which is uh, Bina, right? We're able to draw down the level of Bina. Um, and only after we draw down this high level of from the of Sag, of Bina, then we can go ahead and refine all the emotional attributes um, of the 49 days of Sir Saimer. Um, and this is just similar to as it is written in the Eitz Chaim. Uh, I guess this would be a quote from the Eitz Chaim, is that, Just like the entrance of the vessels of, under, of Bina, of understanding within, so too we have the level, the level of the light, its light is enclosed from from the outside. So um, that is a little cryptic, but you can, uh, the Alter Rebbe suggests that you can be ma'ayin over there to understand what that means in further in depth. But at any rate, uh, we have the world of tikkun, which we, the world that we operate in, the whole purpose is to push away the negativity or the ex- external um, externalities of uh, from the this unity of Zun of Hashem's emotions and um, kingship, which is specifically through drawing down this great lofty light of Bina uh, from Bifnim and from Bachutz, from within and from without. So, and this is the whole idea of, I guess, the enclosement of the electricity of Bina. I can't think of a better way to translate it, but 
the whole idea is that the Bina is enclosed into Zun, into Zeran Pina Nukva, into Hashem's uh, uh, emotions and Malchus, that in order so that it should not have any, uh, I guess, uh, extraction from any external negative uh, influences. And all that is thanks to Bina, which is Shem Sag. And from this, it's understood the whole concept of the horse, the Sus, from above to below. So the whole idea is that we draw down, the whole idea of Sus from above to below is we draw down even down below to the place of where down here in this world where there's clippers, there's negativity, and this level of Bina helps us refine and transform the emotional attributes um, as the emotional attributes themselves are able to push away the uh, extremities of uh, negativity. But the, the emotional attributes themselves aren't able to accomplish this. Um, they don't have the ability and power to descend to such an extent. Because from them, the chitzonim are able to be, I guess, suckle, so to speak, meaning that they can grasp and leech on and take, you know, the energy, uh, leech energy away. Um, but when you have the help of the sus of the horse, um, which is essentially the, the idea of bina, helping out, then it can make it possible. So that way this won't happen. And all this is understood by way of analogy that we see the difference between intellect and emotions. By intellect, it's actually possible intellectually to tolerate um, something that, uh, that you hate completely. From, for example, you know, you have, um, I am, so basically you can meditate on something that you love, right? And you can imagine that in your, in your thought, even though you hate it. So like, let's say, um, yeah. So let's imagine someone you absolutely despise. You can, or something, you can actually intellectually imagine loving that on an intellectual level, or you maybe can understand intellectually why a person might come to love that thing or person, even though you hate that thing or person, but that's only with regards to intellect, but with regards to emotions, once you take that intellect and you start meditating on that, and that concept, and then you draw that down from a level of intellect into emotions, then the intellect um, completely surrounds the, this concept where you have these contradicting ideas, the, the hate and the love at the same time. And it's not going to work. It's going to contradict and you're not going to have, be able to have these polar opposites uh, once it comes into the realm of emotions. Um, so that would be, that ends up being a problem for the emotions because it can't handle complete polar opposites at the same time um, as it descends below. Uh, so that is a good analogy to understand, um, that specifically the, to understand in our nimshal an idea of with regards to Hashem and the spheres and the Bina that within the world of Bina, Bina is, is understanding is intellect. So 
from the level of Bina, we're able to draw down here below, uh, uh, I guess, godly light and energy that's able to be come in the place of clippers of negativity. It's able to enter. It's almost like, I don't know, maybe like a, I'm just trying to think of a good analogy, maybe like a, a spy or some kind. It's, it's able to uh, come into the negativity and fix and I guess fix it because it's able to get its hands dirty, so to speak. Um, because its intellect is able to tolerate the opposite to the extent that it can work and fix it and get rid of it um, and make sure that, that no destruction comes. Um, because Hashem knows the ways of the wicked and from on an intellectual level, from the level of Bina, just like he understands the ways of the righteous, the tzaddikim. But once you get to emotional level, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to have this idea of both uh, the, the, the love and the hate, and sorry, the, the, the righteous and the wicked are not going to be able to tolerate and be in the same space. And through this descent, I'm skipping the parentheses. Now, through this descent of this level of sus, of horse, from above to below, which is the idea of drawing down Bina into the emotions, the intellect into the emotions, to descend and to refine the emotions, we can actually transform darkness into light um, through uh, the six days of the week, of the work week, which is the whole idea of a, when Machshava Toiva Kaddish Baruchu Mitzarfal Amaisa, a good one, good thought, Hashem considers it and he makes it like an action that through this um, it causes an elevation from below to above on Shabbos. So you see that duality of above to below causing a, uh, an effect from a below to above. And that's, which is all connects back to the Seuss, to the horse, to the two times sag. Now, this is what is written that the aim, okay, this is a very interesting concept in the Hasidic explanation of the mitzvah of chasing away the mother bird. Here, the Altar explains that the mother sitting on, the mother bird sitting on her eggs, that actually is an allusion to um the Lamailamata process of the Imaila, which is uh, Bina, um, coming down um, into the into za into the motions. Essentially, this is the this mitzvah is all one big muscle for understanding the concept that we just explained. And then the 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 mitzvah continues to say that im rachatz the algebraic imela aim. That through that it says to shalach to shalach you should send away the mother bird. So through this milmat milmat from the above to below process of um, sag of bina coming down into the emotions, then you have the ability to send away the mother bird and elevate the the emotions and take be able to take the good from the bad and 
actually take the um, take the eggs, which I guess alludes to Torah mitzvahs, which is the revelation uh, from below, uh, just like it is above. And that's why it says by the giving of the Torah, kisir kav al susecha, the whole the mitzvahs are enclosed in physical things that from that are from uh, klipas noiga. That they, it all comes from klipas noiga, from uh, intermediate uh, physicality. That, as we explained earlier, that we that in them we need to have this refinement of the physical world of this intermediate part of world. That, and this is all through the with the help of the horse, because um, a, a horse can take someone from above to below, and through this it can also cause the elevation from below to above. And I am going to go ahead and skip this parentheses. And now connecting this all to Purim, it says Levush Malchus, that Mordechai was able to wear, finally prevail and wear the royal garments and ride on the Seuss on the horse that his enemy rode on. And um, Levush Malchus, this, this garments of kingship, that represents the actual performance of commandments of mitzvahs, which is from refine, is the whole idea of refining noiga of uh, intermediate, the intermediate neutral world. Um, as I explained earlier, and this is through this is through the help of the horse of this whole process, spiritual process of, of uh, Bina coming down into Zah and then being elevated again, etc. Skip the parentheses again. And moving on to the next uh, paragraph, starting with Vizehu. Now, this is the whole concept of that the Jewish people received that which they already started. So the whole idea is that by the giving of the Torah was only the beginning of a process of receiving the Torah, which ended at the story of Purim. Um, because we said by the Mansane giving the Torah uh, and specifically through the Nasa, through the doing of the mitzvahs and refining and fixing these vessels, these Kalim. And then, and then we did the Nishma of revealing the light. Um, therefore, and the, the Sinai experience, the giving of the Torah was able to be the beginning of this process of fixing vessels and drawing down light, which um, made it possible to um, slowly, slowly uh, cause, uh, I guess, negativity that was mixed in to be driven away. Um, just like we see that we don't have total completion um, I guess amongst the Jewish people. Ah, because all the days of the judges, of the Shaiftim, this is the time period between the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai and the Purim story. 
we have a bunch of um, times when the Jewish people ascended as a whole, and people times when the Jewish people descended in their status and in their Vodas uh, Hashem. Um, so there's just kind of a, like a roller coaster ride, up and down and up and down. But in times of Haman, the Jewish people finally received the Kibel Hayyudim. They received the Torah in a most complete way because they had this great bittel, this great um, null, uh, nullifying, the, this great ability to nullify themselves. And through the mysterious nefesh they had, they were able to refine the vessels completely until it, the light was drawn down um, into them to become, to, to fi- fully receive this, this light. And that's why it says Vicky Bell and doesn't say Vicky Blue, right? It could have said the Jews received in the plural, but it almost makes it seem as if the Jewish people are like one person. Now, it's very interesting because that it says that the Jewish people received the Torah, that they received the Torah like one person because. Um, so that's all the same concept that when the Jewish people are reunited, that that is specifically when the Jewish people are united as one singular entity, that is when they're able to receive the Torah as, as it is explains that through the light of Hashem's countenance, he gave us the Torah of life, which specifically when we are kulanu ke'echad, when we're all one. Now moving on to the next um, next column, which is the next page, daf tzadik ches, Ahmed Aleph. Um, because there's no hislabshus, there's no enclothement and revelation of the light of the infinite orient self that is truly one, but rather in place of this oneness and this is callous and this, this inter-inclusivity, um, the Jewish people are able to become one. They're able to be united within their multiplicity. And therefore, on, so that is essentially what was happening by the Sinai experience of receiving the Torah. They were one, but there's also a sense of multiplicity. But by Purim, they have, they completed this receiving process that they were literally one. Um, they were literally like one person. And how does the Jewish people reach such a level? Um, and the answer is as follows. Because the whole idea of separation and divisiveness and division, that is all on the spiritual planes of Chachma and lower from wisdom and lower there exists even the concept of his of madregas of different levels and hierarchies, etc. cetera. Um, uh, now it's like it says in, um, in Ashes Chayel, it says that her husband is known in the gates. I mean, there's all these different levels. Um, because everyone can understand Hashem, their hus- the husband of the Jewish people, which is Hashem, um, according to different gates, different portals of understanding Hashem. There's different levels according to each individual Jew's capacity to understand and appreciate Hashem. Um, they're able to uh, reach that appreciation depending on what level they are at. 
And that's all from the emotions that come down from intellect, right? Because intellect is not equal by any person. Um, and also emotions aren't equal. So there's always going to be um, uh, multiplicity and hierarchy in levels, varying degrees of levels of knowledge. That's why we have in the Gemara all sorts of machlekes. Uh, For example, we have Hillel and Shammai uh, disagreeing. The, their academies always disagreeing. Um, and we have uh, one rabbi saying this is kosher, one saying this is... Uh, this is not kosher or whatever it may be, because this is all from the level on the level of intellect, right? But um, so, but that's only on the level of intellect. Um, that's when you have all this the varying degrees of levels. But when you get to the level that's beyond intellect. So that would be Reusa Deliba, which is, I guess, the level of Ratzain, of will. This is higher than intellect. So once you reach a level that's higher than intellect, we're able to transcend our differences amongst the Jewish people. And we're able to collectively have a Messias Nefesh, um, just like in the times of Haman, which explains why why the Jewish community is able to unite specifically when there's an existential threat that is beyond comprehension because it's not about what you know or what you don't know, what you feel, what you don't feel. It's all about uniting um, on a level that's beyond intellect and cleaving to God and doing his simple will that's higher than intellect. Um, and when we all do Hashem's will, that is the ultimate equalizer amongst the Jewish people because we all can fulfill Shulchan Aruch and fulfill just the basic mitzvahs. And that, doesn't, that makes no individual Jew any better than anyone else. Um, so that makes it possible for us to really feel the ki'ishachad belevachad, that we're all really one people. Um, and we can tap into that and really feel completely one. And that's why it says Vikibil Hayahudim in the singular and not in the plural, because the Jewish people are able to unite on this higher level of connecting to Hashem's will, which is beyond um, intellect. Um, so this is the whole idea not only does it say the kibel hayudim in the singular, but the next word hayehudim. Why are the Jewish people called yehudim? The idea of yehudim is actually also the idea of beyond intellect, because yehudim comes from hayda to acknowledge Hashem. Just like we say at the beginning of the day, maida which is acknowledging Hashem on a level that's beyond intellect. Like we say, and uh, I want to say, in davening, we say, mm-hmm. To you, Hashem, to your essence, which is beyond intellect, I'm going to acknowledge you on a level that's beyond intellect. But, which is your only your name, which is an expression of you that's lower than um, intellect, I can sing praise. I can make music to praise, which Zemer 
is the idea of uh, engaging the emotions, um, which emotions are a product of intellect. Um, so everyone can have different levels of singing songs of praise and emotional attachment to Hashem. But the, the Haida, this level of Yehudim, is still able to be equal by everyone to connect beyond intellect. Because, the, because on that level, beyond intellect, the uh, thought can't even grasp Hashem at all. And this is, and behold, afterwards it's written, Kimu v'kiblu ha'yehudim. So it's funny because it says, Kibla ha'yehudim that the Jewish people received, it says v'kibla in the singular. But then it says later, Kimu v'kiblu ha'yehudim. Towards the end, it says that the Jewish people received in the plural. So wait a minute, I thought we made this whole beautiful Torah about how the Jewish people are all one. So why does it say in the plural now? But it's very interesting because if you notice, there's actually a difference in the Cree and the Ksiv. The difference in the way the Megillah is written versus how the Megillah is, um, is to be read. And it's interesting because if you actually look at the word um, in the written form, it still says Vakibel. Only when we say it, it is says Vakiblu. So the altar explains very fascinating that that when when the decree to destroy the Jewish people was completely in full force, the Jewish people really felt v'kibel. They really felt totally united. But afterwards, after time ha- time passed, and you didn't feel as in much in a revealed state that Messias Nefesh, you know, we have to today, unfortunately, we don't always feel that Jewish unity. So we says, still say the key blue in the plural. Um, um, but, but nevertheless, it's still written the key bell in the singular, even though we pronounce it the key blue in the plural, but showing that dichotomy that on one hand, we really can be united, uh, but sometimes it's expressed, meaning how we say it is sometimes expressed in the plural, that we really do have different levels of understanding and appreciating Hashem and on an intellectual and emotional level. And this is the whole concept of Kri and Ksiv in general. The difference between, there's so many different places in the Torah where one place it's written one way and pronounced and said or lained in a different way. That the, the way that we read the word in the Torah is the revelation of the word. Um, Just like when I speak something, I'm revealing something that was previously concealed in my thought or on paper. The thing that's written, the seed, the word that is written um, is the revelation, is, is the thing that's not revealed. And it's just has, it's to understand and to remind ourselves what is the potential that we have. Um, and so on this level, we can actually reach the level of not ki move ki blue hayyhudi malehem balzaram. We can actually reach the level of the ki the ki bel hayyhudi malehem balzaram, which is the way that the Megillah is actually written and not read. So we actually have that potential to really be united as Jewish people in the fullest sense of the word. The word. 
You guys should have all a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed learning the Doth and this wonderful, fascinating beer together.